the grid, a digital frontier. I tried to picture patriots as they moved throughout our country. What did they look like? Individuals? Small business? Did they attend church rallies? I kept dreaming of a world I thought I'd never see. And then one day, I got in. Hello, my fellow Americans. I'm your host, Chris Kuhlman, with the Kingdom Patriot Group. Welcome to The Grid, the constitutional frontier where faith, politics, and commerce intersect. Thank you for joining me as we examine why Patrick Henry said, give me liberty or give me vaccines. Before we dive into that, a quick word from today's sponsor, Sandcastles Cottages. Sandcastles Cottages is a family-owned property featuring nine cozy cottages just one mile from beach access to beautiful Lake Michigan. These cottages are nestled between St. Joe and South Haven in Michigan's southwest. Sandcastles Cottages are perfect for short-term, long-term retreats, rejuvenation, or a refreshing recharge. Your Airbnb accommodations are hosted by a family who loves God and loves our country. They are the epitome of American small business. Check them out at sandcastlescottages.com or call 269-769-8288 to book your stay. Again, that's sandcastlescottages.com or 269-769-8288. When you call, be sure to mention that you are a Kingdom Patriot. Of course, Patrick Henry did not say, give me liberty or give me vaccines. He didn't know what a vaccine even was. But he did know about the British, and it's alleged at the 1775 Virginia Convention that he has said war is actually begun. Our brethren are already in the field. Why stand we here idle? What is it that gentlemen wish? What would they have? Is life so dear or peace so sweet as to be purchased at the price of change and slavery? Forbid it, almighty God. I know not what course others may take, but as for me, give me liberty or give me death. I want to spend some of my time today just talking about this principle, and that's the principle of freedom and exactly how we're going about framing this argument. I believe we're asking all the wrong questions. I believe we're waging all the wrong arguments, and we're standing firm on the wrong foundation, and that is the foundation of data and science. You did not hear Patrick Henry say, what does the data show? Do we have a chance of beating the British? What are the chances are that the British are going to acquiesce to our demands? No, he knew the British. He knew inevitably what was going to happen. The reason I bring this up is because so many of my conservative friends want to argue the vaccines based on their merit. They want to talk about whether or not the vaccines work, and they want to argue data and science. And I propose to you that if you live by the science, you will die by the science. Because what's acceptable data and what's accept the acceptable source of that data is really in the eye of the beholder. Are vaccines effective? Are they high risk, low risk? Are they more risky or less risky than the COVID disease itself? And of course, I've had friends that when I say the COVID vaccine, they scream back at me in all caps, this is not a vaccine, it's gene therapy. You know what, all this may be true, but what if in the short term a study came out that actually shows that vaccines are less risky than the disease itself? and that the study was irrefutable. What do we do then? If our argument is based completely on science, completely on data, then when really we're, we're stuck. That's why I believe we really have to stand on the principle of freedom. So to illustrate this, let's pick a much less controversial topic like the Second Amendment. Most of us know intuitively that private law-abiding citizens who are armed, they inherently have a safer community than that of a completely unarmed community where the only firearms are owned by either the police or the criminals. This is just a segue, but I always find it interesting that those who are against the Second Amendment believe that if we remove firearms and we ban them, that inherently it makes 
our, our community safer. And I just try to understand how is that so when the only people who will turn in their guns are the actual law-abiding citizens to begin with. But I digress. But let's say that we're arguing that we know uh, the community is much safer if the people are armed. And we're basing that on the data. We're not even arguing the principle of the Second Amendment or the argument of freedom. We're arguing that on the fact that communities are safer if people are allowed the right to uh, keep and bear arms. So what happens again when a study comes out that's irrefutable that shows that removing guns from a society inherently will save some lives? Well, if we're adamant about the data, then we're really only left with a couple of choices. Either we're going to argue on the accuracy of the data or the source of the data, or we're going to look like total hypocrites when we start arguing that it doesn't matter. Or what I really accuse my progressive liberal friends of doing sometime is they only argue the data that supports their cause. And the reason I even bring this up, because creating a safe community at the expense of freedom is too high of a price. Do you really think that in the 1700s, firearms didn't, they didn't, there weren't accidents with firearms and that people weren't injured or even killed? Did criminals not use firearms to commit violence and murder? Did that only begin in the 20th century? Of, co of course not. But the founding fathers were not willing to sacrifice the freedom and the right to bear arms for the sake of creating a safer community. Because that's how precious freedom is. They viewed it as so precious, so sacred, that no amount of slavery to either the government or to any corporation was worth the safety that it supposedly provided. So it's really no different with the vaccines. The argument over data and science is exhausting, but at the end of the day, you're gonna live by the data, you're gonna die by the data. It, it's not fruitful to have an argument with scientists, physicians, providers who live and breathe the data all of their lives. I promise you, that is not an argument that you're going to be persuasive in. That's why the conversation has to center around the principle of freedom. Some have said if you trade freedom for security, you deserve none and you will end up with neither. Now, is there a level of the pandemic in which freedom should be sacrificed for the very survival of humanity? Yeah, I mean, I suppose we could have that argument, that we could have that discussion, but that's not this day. This is not the day in which you have a disease that has a 98% recovery rate that we're at the point where all humanity is threatened by the contagious nature of a disease that has a mortality rate that's unstoppable. So just as another example of why we don't want to argue the science and the data, let's look at an article at managedhealthcareexecutive.com. They list eight reasons on why people should have to take the vaccine. And I'm just going to run through these real quick. One, the morbidity and mortality of COVID-19 far exceeds that of influenza. SARS threatens essential workers' lives. Nosocomial transmission is common. Vaccination of healthcare workers protects patients. COVID-19 vaccines are more effective than the flu vaccine. COVID-19 is more disruptive to hospital operations than the flu. COVID-19 is disruptive to workforce continuity, and the COVID-19 vaccines are safe. These are people that are in the science, in the operations of healthcare, and they're listing their top reasons on why workers should have to get the vaccines, why people should have to get the vaccines. But again, and I'm going to repeat this over and over, this is not a conversation about the efficacy or the data or the science of a vaccine or gene therapy or whatever you want to call it. This is a conversation about the very foundations of our country, which is the foundation of freedom. And if you don't believe this is a conversation, if you don't believe this is an assault on freedom, then let's just read some of President Biden's own words back on September 9th of 2021. If you remember, President Biden was rolling out his vaccine mandates for all unvaccinated in the United States. And I'm just reading from the transcript. Quote, this is not about freedom. 
or personal choice. It's about protecting yourself and those around you, the people you work with, the people you care about, the people you love. The only people that tell you something is not about freedom is when it's absolutely about freedom. If you're being mandated to do something, like take a vaccine, how can that not be freedom? How can that not be about freedom, I should say? How can that not enter into the conversation? So let's just continue with what he said. The vast majority of the Americans are doing the right thing. The unvaccinated overcrowd our hospitals or overrun the emergency rooms and intensive care units, leaving no room for someone with a heart attack or pancreatitis or cancer. Are you kidding me? I've worked in the healthcare industry. This is absolutely not true. But do you see how it was framed there? This is how freedom is assaulted. When the argument comes, becomes not about freedom and mandates, it becomes the right and wrong thing. Why is it that you don't want to help all Americans? Why is it that you don't want to take care of the people that are at mo most risk, the most vulnerable? You must not like people. You must not care for people. You are just selfish. Why? Because you refuse to do the right thing. So let's just continue. This transcript is just full of nuggets. So tonight I'm announcing that the Department of Labor is developing an emergency rule to require all employers with 100 or more employees that together employ over 80 million workers to ensure their workforces are fully vaccinated or show a negative test at least once a week. I heard someone once say the goal is not vaccination. The goal is immunity. And there's all kinds of data that shows that if you've had COVID, you have immunity. In fact, you have immunity that, that far outpaces the vaccine once you get three or four or five months out. And yet there's no provision in this mandate for that. But again, I'm not arguing the science. This is a freedom conversation. This is the kind of conversation you get when a government decides that its best role is to be a nanny. And what is a nanny? A nanny is the caretaker of a nanny state. It's where a group of individuals who likely do not share your values are making decisions that affect your very life. Drives me crazy. But there's one quote in here that I think is more important than any other. And it's the quote that preceded the one I just shared with you. I'm going to read it to you now. Quote, my job as president is to protect all Americans. There are very few quotes in this conversation that get me more fired up than that. Because, Mr. President, that absolutely is not your job. Nowhere in the Constitution does it say your job is to protect all Americans. The problem is when the president says something like that, it sounds so good. Like, oh, yes, I do want the president to defend us. Oh, yes, I want the American president to protect us. But that's not his role. Oh, what is his role? What does the Constitution say about the president's job? I'm glad you asked. Let's go to Article 2 of the Constitution. Because when the president enters into the office, he has to take this oath. Quote, I do solemnly swear or affirm that I will faithfully execute the office of president of the United States and will do to the best of my ability to preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States. End quote. Nowhere does it says I will do my best to preserve and protect and defend all Americans against the COVID-19 disease. That is the problem when we have a country full of people that don't understand the principles of our country, the foundations of freedom. I've heard it said before that the road to hell is paved with good intentions. And that's the problem, is that somewhere along the lines, protecting Americans takes greater responsibility than actually defending the Constitution of the United States. And you ultimately end up in this situation where you possibly have to actually destroy the Constitution in order to protect Americans. 
And that is a price that our founding fathers were never willing to pay. So I've got a couple more examples. I'm actually not going to cite the website because it's pretty rampant, but I hear this argument quite a bit that, fine, if you're not going to get vaccinated, then the hospitals are not obligated to pay for your health care if you end up being hospitalized because of COVID-19. And you know what? I say, great. Let's apply that same logic. If you're overweight and your doctor's been telling for you for years that you need to cut down on your triglycerides, I'm sorry, we're not going to be able to pay for that health care because of the choices you've made. If you had to have cardiac surgery or some kind of intervention because your cholesterol's too high, I'm sorry, you were told about the cholesterol buildup and you didn't take your medicine. Oh, your eyes are strained and you now have cataracts and other issues caused by years looking at your computer. You were warned about that and you should have taken a job. Where, where do you draw the line on that? I just love that argument. And it absolutely holds no merit in my mind. In America, at this point, we do not penalize people for their choices in regards to their health care. If we do that, then let's go all the way. Otherwise, you're really discriminating against certain behaviors compared to others. I could go on and on about this, but hopefully today you've just gotten a sense of why freedom is a principle that we should absolutely be standing on and that we should be having our argument, our principles, our debate from the point and position of freedom, not from the data and science. Thanks for joining us for today's edition of The Grid. Don't forget to visit our website at kingdompatriot.us to join the movement of faith and freedom. That's kingdompatriot.us. Join today so that together we can make a difference. I'm Chris Coleman, and I am a Kingdom Patriot. Okay.